Hello and welcome to When Will It End, a podcast where I, Josh Landis, and my co-host Charles Hobby watch an entire series of films. We enter a cinematic universe and get to the bottom of it. Which installment is the one that will push us over the edge into asking, when will it end? I like that. That was cool. We're like, I, when will we're it learning. End? We're learning in front of you. We're learning what we're doing. It's important work we're doing. Have we asked, we've asked, well, here, this is different though. Because we're now in where we watched the entire series, but we learned that Shrek had more to offer. Right. So we've watched the four core films in the Shrek series. Now we're going off into other full-length features, a distinction we will get into why we're drawing attention to that. We're, we're, we're starting off with uh, one of the two, I guess only the, the only other two full-length What's the other one? Productions. What the fuck are you talking Shrek about? Shrek the Musical. Our next episode. I mean, is that a standalone movie? I want to give it credit for being a standalone full-length production. Okay. We of, haven't seen it yet, though. A Shrek-related entity. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it yet. That's next in the docket. Today, we're talking about... It's exciting stuff. It is very exciting. I'm actually... I mean, I don't want to futz around here. I was not... We watched Puss in Boots. All right. Well, yeah. So, you mentioned the core yeah. films. Shrek. Shrek. Shrek 2. Shrek 2. Shrek the third. You got it this time. I love that. Shrek Forever after. I just got that pun. Like, really? I mean, not just now, but after we recorded it, oh, the episode. I never even thought Shrek Four. That's dispiriting to find out. Yeah, I, I wish think you maybe because me. it went to the third, so I wasn't really thinking numbers anymore. Shrek thinking, the third is still a number. The well, third is a number. It's not a number. It's it's essentially like a, what, an adjectival number. It's a reference to a numerological system. Sure. So it's in the numbers universe, but it's spelled wrong. Well, it's... It's spelled third. It's spelled correctly. <laughs> but three's spelled differently. So I, was, I wasn't really thinking four anymore. I was thinking perhaps a fourth. I would say this definitely pales in comparison to potential uh, Where Will It End candidate Fast and the Furious series for sheer uh, titular creativeness in working in numbers. <laughs> I, liked, I liked them. Shrek the third, Shrek four ever after. I didn't get the joke. Now I get the joke and I really like it. I think I might have been a much more appreciative of the film had I known that the joke was there. Would Shrek 6 be Shrek 6 or Shrek the 6th? Or Neither. Probably something fun like Shrek sex. I mean, that's certainly... I would watch that. <laughs> Shrek sex? Shrek sex. We should... Uh, what happened to 5? In the eventuality that like the rest of the podcasting world, we branch off into a incredibly time-consuming Patreon world, we should watch Shrek porn and try to see how well it captures the realm of Shrek as we've come to know it. Sure. Well, that's what, I mean, that's, that's what we're exploring. We're exploring the Shrekiverse, what was created in one, what was continued in two and three and four. And if you haven't listened yet, I suggest going back to the beginning. We, we left the first four movies loving Shrek the Third, directed by Chris Miller, yeah. with Shrek the Second, Shrek, and, and Shrek Forever After uh, in succession after that. So we, we didn't realize this going into the fifth Shrek film, uh, Puss in Boots. Um, it's, it's Chris Miller. It's our guy Chris from Shrek the Third. Sure. And, and what worked about Shrek the Third is that of all of the movies, it, it grappled with its own weird mythos and self-awareness, I think, in the most brilliant, fun, entertaining way. Yeah. Like from the dream sequences to flashbacks to just like having this plot that was so elastic and entertaining. It felt like the most fun that we had in the Shrek world was Shrek the Third. So a lot of this centers on, on a basic question, and I don't know how you feel about this. I have some inkling. Is Puss the character you really want to put your lots down on for a standalone? This is the right. first spinoff from that Shrek 
you know, the, the four canonic films. This is the character. I guess you have Antonio Banderas. You have he's back. He's back. You you have the the love of like the the dopey cat eyes, and I guess I never liked. I mean, yeah, that I mean that was my least favorite part. Like all this stupid cat shit. Maybe it's just I'm not a cat person, but like all the stupid cat. Oh, well, you're a cat person. I'm a big old Everyone cat person. Everyone says like you're a cat person. You were awarded best cat person at Pittsfield. It's me. Hello. 2017, 2014. I'm gunning for 19. Yeah. What yeah. happened in 2015 and 2016? Well, I don't want to blame 9-11, but these things come in cycles. That's and I think true. maybe it was something about that that... The what? <sighs> never forget. The, I forgot about 9-11 in those years, and the, that's why I won. That's what happened? Yeah, I forgot. See, I forgot up until those years. That's, do you think that's why I won Bet Cat Burton? Burton? I won the Bet Cat Burton, which is a, a strange award given only once every year, like most awards, to the Bet Capaca Burton. I think a small business in Somerville won Best Cat Merkin that year, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Damn, I missed that one, mm-hmm. too. I got to get more on these awards. Yeah, you you really do, and we are watch, we're talking about an award winning film. It it's true. It won the best horror film for <laughs> 2011. It won the best animated feature at the. It won a Saturn Award, right. for best animated feature, fantasy and horror, it's sci-fi which and horror, think, which is crazy. No, it's fantasy. The Saturns are for fantasy and horror. I think it's sci-fi. In there. No, you're wrong. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's, Fuck it's, me. Fuck you. That was a classic moment from the Shrek film. Yeah. Oh, when, this one, when, they dropped the hard F, both hard yeah, Fs, Puss in Boots, constantly. It says, fuck you to the Eggman, and the, the Eggman egg goes, well, fuck me? Fuck, fuck you. you. That would have made fuck the movie me, so you. much better if there's like a weird scene where Shrek and the Humpty were just like going, fuck me? Oh, wait, but there was that scene where she went, crack your bones? Crack your bones? And he goes, yeah. crack my bones? And okay. Then, and then he, okay. she goes, crack your bones? Yeah. But no one said crack my bones. Let's work our way back to that moment. First off, uh, you know, this movie, we, okay, we were talking about it during the movie, but with all these movies, I'm always wondering how they get to these fantasy stories or these, these like fairy tales they want to get to. Because, you know, in this one, we get Humpty Dumpty and Jack and the Beanstalk. And I wonder why they were like, these are the natural pairings to Puss in Boots, well, a I mean, sexually adventurous thief cat. Right. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more. But I think the immediate answer to your question is eggs. Eggs. Yeah, that's true. Eggs. Um, if you've been following our series, and I hope you have, Rest assured, nuts are crushed in this movie. <laughs> Wait, what? okay, so we got that. I see what you're talking about, eggs. Yeah, I thought you were making an like a balls. There's no, an no, elaborate no. balls joke in uh, this. Yeah, but I was just, well, there's lots of them. I was just saying, like, Jack and the Beanstalk climbs the beanstalk to get the golden okay, eggs. And Humpty is an egg, so probably yeah. in the writer's room, they're like, I don't know which one came first. I'm thinking probably Jack and the Beanstalk. And then they're like, well, what other fairy tale would work with that? And they're like, oh, the Eggman. He'd be the perfect foil. Right, even though he doesn't do anything. That's what we should look up. Neither of us could remember exactly the story of Puss, of Puss and Boots. Boots. So you, you look it up for a minute. All right. So, okay, so uh, this movie stars uh, Antonio Banderas. He's joined by Selma Hayek as Kitty Softpaws and Zach Galifianakis <laughs> as Humpty Dumpty. Um, oh, and Billy Bob Thornton and Amy Sedaris as Jack and Jill, who appear as like weird uh, gargantuan... I'm not even sure what kind of villains. They're just like generally villainous. Yeah, and their hair, like her hair was really it's very awful. strange. I thought they were siblings. Or, no, no. In this, I in, hope In not. that fairy tale, I thought they think... were siblings. Wow. It seems like they're a married couple in this. Right. They wanted to have children together. And then they supplant the child vision with baby boars. Baby boars. Do you think this was like the the uh, catalyst for all the incest porn that we were getting these days? Well, I mean, if, it's... 2011. 
you know, what, eight, 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 nine years ago now. So, yeah, this could have set the seeds for incest porn. Right. Jack and Jill in uh, Puss in Boots, the movie. Wanting to have baby boars together. Yeah. Yeah. There was that scene where we were sort of talking because we didn't like it. And then we misheard it and thought he was going to practice fucking the baby boars. Yeah. It was, but it was really that he was just going to practice changing their diapers. It was more Charles thought that than insisted we rewind to find out. But We it, did do that. We did rewind for you guys. Well, here's what I wonder. Okay, so this was the first movie after Shrek Forever After. Shrek Forever After, uh, for, for, for folks who maybe forgot the events of the movie, that's an extremely high concept like sci-fi movie with alternate realities and traveling between dimensions and maybe this was supposed to be more of a return to form more in the Shrek mold where it is ultimately a pretty conservative like trotting out of there's an origin story they go Mm. to the beanstalk they go back to the home it's a very simple movie in its construction also another tight 90 yeah but this felt like a lot longer. This, so I, one thing, I mean, we can talk about that quickly. Like, I felt like all the movies, they were 90. They felt like a tight 90. And they didn't feel like we, like, they didn't really rush. Even the third one, which was like the most haphazard maybe, was like joyfully haphazard. Right? I didn't feel like they cut anything out to get to these places. They just sort of, it was a weird plot, but I think it all worked. This well, one, I think in the third, just to, to go back to it for a minute, because like, I liked what you are saying there. I think they used the elasticity of the plot really beautifully. Where yeah. Things just sort of happen at their own pace. This one, very quickly, there's a lot of weird filler, like a lot of action sequences. There's a dance fight that sucks. sucks. There's like a lot of just stuff happening, and it's not exciting. There's a very, this movie just starts very abruptly, it feels like, and I, and I, I, Almost forgot why we were even watching it. It's so... For the podcast. Oh, that's right. For the podcast. Well, I was saying, I miss Shrek. And you were like, I don't miss Shrek. Right. Because we agree. Shrek kind of loses his edge over the he course sucks. of the series. But I think without Shrek, without that core character, right. this did feel like completely off on its own. And... Can I can I butt in and just negate please. you and tell you that you're wrong? Okay, yes. We're not missing a Shrek here. We're missing a donkey. We're missing a donkey. You know what is lovely about the third and fourth Shrek films is that like Gimli Legolas friendship that we have between a cat and a donkey. And that's like, it could have been more in the third and fourth movies, but that's like what may really made them as characters, especially when they swap bodies in a little freaky Friday. Yeah. So like, why didn't they just have a donkey in this movie? And then they perhaps, I guess it's because it's a prequel. This is all supposed to take place before the events of the Shrek films. I was I could not figure out, but I don't know me. because yeah. they didn't reference anything. This is this is we're asking when will it end? This, this is was a, the this first is, one. Yeah, like this doesn't even start. Like I have no relationship to the Shrek franchise, the Shrekiverse that I've come to love and want. Like I, I literally had Shrek dreams, and they were good dreams. They weren't nightmares. They were good dreams. I was with my buds. To, to ask the obvious question, yeah, were any of them of an erotic nature? No. Okay. They were wholesome. They were beautiful. Yeah. I don't remember them because it was a little while ago, but I do remember waking up like missing my Shrek friends. I missed the green motif in this movie. This movie's a lot of like, it felt like a, they were really going for a mixture of like a, oh, here's my hot take. Puss in Boots is really a Western. Right. What was that? What is, is that supposed to, is that, did that come out? That's the of? audience like, like oh my god it is a western well, i mean it's starts... boots is a western i mean they're all wearing western hats it's a lot of tumbleweeds too yeah Some and wagons. horses yeah. yeah i mean it's not really a hot not well i, I, I want to go back to the, the dynamics you were talking about well uh, the dynamics you're talking about the lack okay so you have some hayek as kitty softpaws who's literally girl puss in boots who has no motivation that is ever explained in the movie 
The gender shit in this movie sucks. It's very... It just is weird and makes no sense. You have a womanizing cat, which was from the first movies that he's in. He's a womanizing cat. They could have played up the fact that he actually doesn't really fuck cats. And it's more of like this thing that he wants to live up to. There are so many ways that they could have actually talked about the gender and, and the dynamics there or sex stereotypes, masculinity. They could have explored all these ideas, but he actually does fuck cats. Right. They double down on it really hard. Right. But then yeah. they subtract, like, there's no coherence to whether we're supposed to be like, oh, this is just some shitty womanizing cat man, or he is like a true consensual lover of the cats, or he doesn't actually fuck anything, but he does. Like, they really just threw a lot at us, but didn't explain any of it. It just it sucked. Well, okay. They're they, they trying to have their, their, their cake needed too, their I think, where needed too. they want to show us, like, you know, the origin story of Puss, but they don't want to lose anything about Puss as we know him already. Right. So we're caught in it's just like all of it just feels thin and uninteresting because they're so afraid of damaging the product of Puss in Boots. There is no great revelation. He was an orphan. He befriended an egg, as you do. Sure. The egg uh, wrapped him up in a, in a bank robbery because he was jealous that he saved the commandant's mother from being killed by a bull. That the hump started. The hump started. The hump threw the rock that caused the bull to charge the old lady. And it's, it's Zach Galifianakis as Humpty Dumpty. And if I was going to recast this movie, it'd be De Niro and Pacino. As what? With as Jack Puss and Boots and, oh. uh, and Humpty Dumpty. So you'd lose the Fuck accent. Fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck you fuck fucking me. egg. You fucking egg. I'm not, I'm not doing any. I'm doing a Cuomo, I think. I'm that doing was my, good. I like that. My Andrew Cuomo. No, I got uh, one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a middle-aged <laughs> Italian man. You got yeah. it? Yes. All right. <laughs> So here's the thing. Humpty Dumpty's supposed to be like, you know, his childhood friend turned turned villain. His the entire premise of this elaborate scheme he sets up to like retrap his childhood you just, friend. You could have just smashed Puss in the head with a rock. Right. It's so bizarre. The, the plot of this movie is almost non-existent. There is like, no plot. Stuff just sort of happens relentlessly and there's a thread that drags it along. But That's what I was going to say earlier about the 90, like the tight 90. This feels like a six hour movie cut down to 90 but i have no interest in watching the full six hours it's just like all this shit that could have fit into a mini series starring like alec guinness look if there's uh, a director's cut of puss in boots out there i want to see it i want the grit this is basically solo before solo right this is the so 100 like, solo before solo yeah but a character that no one like like i feel like they threw a lot at puss in the first like second third and fourth movies because like Kids will like the eyes thing. They do it like at least three times in this. The movie. eyes thing is huge, and like all the cat antics to like. I think they really wanted that character to be important. And what are you drinking there? I'm drinking a vintage seltzer. What is vintage seltzer? It's that you can get them at Walmart. And they're seventy cents, and the carbonation is is very tight. They're it's very intense. Small bubbles, yeah. Small bubbles. How do you do that? How do you get those bubbles so small? I think it's about the amount of CO two you put into it. Huh, can I try some? Please. Here you go. It's a lemon lime. It's a classic flavor. It's a classic flavor. It's vintage. Now, you'll notice in the room there's a Schweppes black cherry. You usually have a few polars lying around. But the vintage you can get real cheap. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't taste very good. It tastes like uh, lemon lime died in a bottle and they filled <laughs> plain seltzer in, in the musk of death of those flavors. Yeah, ev- over it. and over again. Yeah. Contains 0% juice, though. That's nice. It, it's good, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's good. Good vintage um, dots. Like I like the design work yeah you can get it at walmart's anywhere go crazy kids so how often you go to walmart i feel like that's really not well maybe it's we've cycled back for now you think so everyone was so mad at walmart it's what 
when the in the days of Shrek well, one, it, it, Shrek oh two. Oh God, we remember those those uh, halcyon days of youth. Well, but in now my we're mind, like so anti Amazon, so anti like all these other things. But we all still shop. Like we don't have. We used as rich elite New England liberals. We could make fun of the slobs and like go to peopleofwalmart.com and like, oh, I'm too good for Walmart. And they treat their employees badly. Okay. No, what it was for me was that that attitude, then Target comes along. Everyone's like, oh, Target. Target's oh, so fun. Right. Target. We'll call Target. them Target and have it's a good time. It's the same thing. Right. But that, like, it, it's like for upper middle class people. Sure. Not, you know, poor folk. And now we have Amazon and Amazon Fresh and Whole Foods. Fresh. And- we don't get that things. out here, you fucking big city. Big city. Look at my big city suspenders. I am, yeah, I'm right. That's him so snapping what? in suspenders. I'm wearing suspenders, so what? You keep snapping them, though. Stop snapping my suspenders. God damn it. I'm not going to wear these next time. I'm going to leave them in the big city. Puss never loses his boots or hat in this movie, and he That's keeps not true. losing the them. The last scene of the movie is him um, going, oh, there she goes with my boots again. Yeah, they set up for a sequel, they, and, and <laughs> you can you can hear, even watching it uh, at a computer at my parents' house, you could hear the audience, the ghost of the audience being like, nope, <laughs> no. Well, I think we, we, we looked into the math. This was easily the least, the worst performing film of the of the first five. Can I pretend that I looked into the math? Please. Yeah, we looked into the math. It was... Definitely the least. Can you give us those numbers? We did, I have the numbers, we did look but into I don't. It. I just want you to say it. Okay, fine. Hold on. Did you look up the Puss in Boots origin? We have to look up the actual Puss in Boots story. Oh yeah, I did. I got that right here. So okay. while while you're judging from your memory the numbers, so basically the story. I'm going to read the end of the Wikipedia article that I found. You found the. I like you like discovered the Wikipedia. I article. did. I'm an archaeologist and an adventurer on the internet. Amazing. Uh, the the tale is followed immediately by two morals. So this is what we're supposed to learn from the Puss in Boots story. You didn't say what the story is. No, though. I think it's it's smart and interesting to start with what we're supposed to learn because no, ultimately no, the tell plot. Tell us what the actual story is. I don't care about plot. I tell care us about what morals. the plot is. I want to see how they extrapolate this from that. Okay, so do you want me to just read the entire plot section from the Wikipedia page that I just discovered? Synopsize it using the skills you learned at Hampshire College, no, where your undergraduate degree that. is from. Don't okay. mention that. Um, Okay, so there's a cat who bags a rabbit in a forest, and he pretends to be the king, no, the Marquis of Carabas. Do you remember that? That very much strikes him. Oh, the Marquis of Carabas, of yeah. course, yeah. Uh, one day the king decides to take a drive with his daughter, and the cat persuades the master to remove his clothes and enter the river where the carriage passes. Not sure how he does that. We should probably listen to the whole story. Anyway, the cat um, meets an ogre. Interesting. The cat meets an ogre. Okay. So there's Shrek. Shrek right. makes it into the Marquis of Carabas story. Um, the cat enjoys life as a great lord who runs after mice only for his own amusement. And here are the morals we're supposed to learn from the story. Uh, one stresses the importance of possessing industry and savoir-faire. Both French words. Very good, very good. And yet they have him as Spanish in this movie. While the other extols the virtues of dress, countenance, and youth to win the heart of a princess. So the, the, so the pretty romantic. useless, pretty useless story. Yeah, a, rom- a literal romance yeah. novel about so, a cat. So he was a fucker. Adjust my statement from earlier. Um, Puss in Boots was the worst domestic performing, but the fourth best worldwide. It beat out Shrek, the original. Of course, it did with over half a million, half a million, half a billion dollars. Excuse me. Okay, so yeah, bad. It wasn't. No one gave a shit, and I think that's what we learn is that when you're watching a series. To do a spinoff, you have to actually have like cared about the character that's getting the spinoff treatment. And I don't think 
Puss ever got more than a, like a marketing gimmick. He okay. got a trailer spot, but he never really earned the hearts of the, the viewership. The thing about the Shrek movies is that it's all this extraneous gags and horseshit like tacked on to the central story of this dumb, shitty ogre and his stupid life. Right. When you take away that central drag of all of this is orbiting around Shrek, you're just like in a bunch of extraneous bullshit. Right. And none of it, it sticks. Feels it feels Okay. We, we talk a lot about the settings of these movies to, to get a sense of like how, you know, the, the beauty of Shrek 2 from Shrek 1 is that in Shrek 1, you're essentially in like a fucking Windows 95 desktop. <laughs> and then in Shrek 2, you're like, oh, I'm like in World of Warcraft kind of or something. Yeah. This is just sort of like you're in some dumb bullshit. They just go to like wildly different areas. There's no sense of any of this is connected. Right. It all sort of like loosely orbits around San Ricardo. San Lorenzo. Lorenzo? I think so. No, you're confusing the Netflix thing. Oh, is it two different I towns? Yeah, I know. This is a whole Wait, other why would there be two different towns? So, okay, I think we should tell people we attempted to watch. <laughs> We had the very bad idea of watching, we'll watch all of the Puss in Boots stuff in one go and do one episode just about all the Puss in Boots stuff. Right. We finish the movie, go to Netflix. There's a six season. Six season. With like 13 episodes a season animated series. Just pumped out. It came out three, every six months. They just pumped this shit out at you. From 2015 to 2018, 13 episodes of just really shitty looking sh- Puss in Boots shit. Not even with uh, our boy uh, Antonio. Some it other is another guy. It's San Ricardo in the movie. Yeah, okay. So it's you're San right. Lorenzo in the Netflix series. Huh, interesting. Then we briefly tried to play the interactive Netflix. I hesitate to call it a game or a. It has the game icon, so we're going to call it a game. Yeah. Basically, you just sort of choose between random, horrifying, schizophrenic blasts of things screaming at you. It's just for kids. I'm not trying to sound like, an, like a, a weird, old, insane person, but like uh, at no, 28, I found like. that show was not really for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids. Uh, I mean, I'm 33. About Quit to be boasting. 34. Quit boasting. It was a little closer for me. I sort of am already going back into my youth state. Yeah. Yeah, regressing into like w- enjoying watching a baby bear, like a giant oafish bear wearing a bonnet screaming at Doing me. one of these voices. Oh, dum dum. Smashing a cat into the ground and then throwing it out the window. Yeah, the the, the That made me The Puss in Boots interactive horrible. interactive Netflix game was just like you know what like getting yelled at. It, it was made not me fun. want to be the one picking up the cat and throwing it out the window. Maybe more smash it on the ground, pretending it's a horse, a tiny little horse. But did you like it more or less than Bandersnatch? You did suggest that you didn't love Bandersnatch. That's a good question. This is what this show is all about. Moments hard, like this. The hard questions. Do I like ba-ba, Bandersnatch? Dun, 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 Ooh, is this the hard question music? I liked this more. You really? Yeah, I think Bandersnatch was an ultimate failure, and this was a mild success. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's more of Puss in Boots doing weird shit. So yeah. if you wanted that, it's exactly what you got. Yeah, Bandersnatch was way too meta. I was like, I liked that I had, I liked the choose your own adventure thing. I think it did a great job. I liked the scenes where it like rewound and made me relive experiences trying to do it again. But then it was all about like, hey, look, we're Netflix making this choose your own adventure. And look, you're the one controlling it. Even we're going to have a little cheeky little scene about Netflix. Makes you think. Well, it's Netflix, Bandersnatch asks. Well, I mean, it makes Remember you Remember the think. scene where Band- Bandersnatch asks, what's, you know, the main character Netflix? is not named Bandersnatch, right? What? <laughs> You know what I just realized? The opening of Puss in Boots is in San Ricardo. I didn't really realize that. Um, Why was he back in in town? Right, because the guy with the face, uh, the hair, the hair gone from his face. He okay, was, well, yeah, he's in the bar. There's all the, the wanted posters up. You did. I mean, so uh, I feel like it wait, is. Wait, why the, did they recognize him? What? 
why didn't more people recognize the infamous guy who's like, it's, I'm confused with the opening of the movie. So the timing is, it's not strange, right? I think we just got bored and lost focus, but ultimately he goes in and he talks to the bar people and they tell them about the beans. Right. So we, we, the, the main plot of and then immediately Boots. the beans show up and tries to steal them. But it was, that's the God. This movie kind of yeah. Sucks. Why was he back in San Ricardo? I don't get it. The whole point was that he's not allowed. No, no. Back. Here's the thing: he's looking for any score of any kind, and then someone says, "You know, Jack and Jill have the magic beans. They just happen to be coming through." Right, but why was he back in San Ricardo, the town that he hates thinking about because he let them down? It's crazy. This his is mama. not a good movie. His mama. He let his mama down. Imelda, the orphanage mom. Yeah. 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 Cat orphan. This movie has a lot of problems. This was a bad movie. I don't want to watch it ever again. I'm no. fine. I'm going to keep it on my hard drive. <laughs> I'm a completionist, a collector, you know. I, I have a hard time throwing away downloaded files that I pirated well, in speak, a matter of Speaking seconds. of being a completionist, I am happy to note that Box Office Mojo does include this in the Shrek movies category. Sure. So it's, it's vital that we covered this for the podcast. I think so. I mean, yeah. it's a part of the series, but it does, it's, it, is, it doesn't, it's not. It's, it makes no sense. It's not. Because the, the thing with Shrek is that from the beginning, it's very clear what his goal is. He's trying to find acceptance. He's trying to find a role in the world. He's trying to overcome his base instincts to be a member of a community. A wall builder. In, in this movie, it's oh, extremely confusing yeah. as to what Puss in Boots' real motivation is. And then they tack on all this backstory like half an hour into the movie. Right. And so they like they like reverse engineer all of the efforts in the movie. It's it was just it's comparatively just sloppy and weird. It's really bad storytelling. Yes. And it's not like I just, I mean, even if it's supposed to be a kid's movie, which it's not, it has talent. It's got Zach Galifianakis. It's got Antonio Banderas. It's got Selma Hayek. It's got... Former Angelina Jolie husband, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Sedare. You got a a cast that's going to appeal to adults. These are all actors that, especially in 2011, this was a, this was especially you got some Zach G in there. When was The Hangover? 2009. Yeah, 2009. This is a big Zach G This is Zach G hotness. Let's talk about Humpty Dumpty. Let's. I, we mentioned Zach G. It's time to talk about the Humpter. We had a lot of complaints about Rumpelstiltskin in Trek Forever After. We did. He as a villain. Lord Farquaad is great. You have John Lithgow, the ultimate like dumb asshole guy playing yeah. a beautiful dumb asshole. Shrek Two, Fairy Godmother loved it. Shrek the Third, everything going on in that was just a treat, pretty much, except for the the high school stuff, which we talked about. We talked about that. But no, and also go back to Trek Two. We had like the dad who's sort John of a Cleese, villain. John Cleese, great. Yeah. Like misunderstood. Rupert Everett is great in Trek the Third and yeah. Trek Two. So yeah. And then this is a real, it really felt like Rumpelstiltskin 2.0 where he's or, sort of like an annoying little honest, dweeb. It felt like Rumpelstiltskin like beta, like 0.3 beta. Like this was their initial idea for a villain that they scrapped, got Rumpelstiltskin out and then they like, well, we're making a Puss in Boots. Maybe we should just go mine the an- the archives of the shit that we didn't put in a Shrek movie yet. It's, it's also the dumpty. kind of thing I hate where the villain's ultimate plan is so petty and weird and so easily like emotionally mended. He just wants to like frame, he wants to frame Puss and destroy their hometown is the ultimate plan that emerges from them going to get the beans, going to the, the castle in the sky, stealing a golden goose's chick and then attracting the golden goose back to San Ricardo to destroy it and make Puss look like the villain again. Right. His end game is to destroy his hometown with a goose. Hell yeah. I like the the way you're just, honestly, if you were to tell me, I'm going to write a story about this, I'd be like, yes, I'm interested in that. How'd they fuck it up? They fuck it up because, again, everyone's motivation 
makes no sense or doesn't exist until the moment it exists, and then that's their motivation. Right. There's no through line through any of this. I still don't get Kitty Softpaws' role in this Me neither. Costume. I was just about to say, she is the ultimate of like, uh, just, you know, sort of, I make this analogy to all the, you know, barbershop quartet singers out there. She's just like the baritone. Yeah. She just comes in when you need her. She fits any note you need. Bo-do. That's more of a bass. That's more of a bass. No, that's more. Of a... I'm just saying, you know, you got the bass, which is the root. Can you do the... a baritone? I can. It's too hard for me. It's I'm very so hard. dumb. You're also a small person. I'm a bass. Bass. All they have to do is root four or five. Easy. Any any dumb. Give us a taste. Do, do, do. So give me a. So you got like. Mm, I want my baby back. Baby, baby, baby. I want my baby back. Mm. Chili. Mm. Then you go. You go chili. Chili. Baby. Chili. Chili. Back. Baby. Billy Bob. I want Thorne. my baby back. Baby, 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 baby. I want my baby back. It's hard to say baby, baby, baby back baby, fast. Baby, baby, baby. baby back. Baby back. Baby and back. Then you have ribs. That's also ribs. So so ba- anyway, bass is all one, four, five. Yeah. Melody's easy because that's just the melody. Sure. That's the lead. Uh-huh. And you got the tenor. It's like wee wee wee. Chili. Then you got the bear. So here's the point of my analogy. Okay. The baritone comes in and makes all those sweet, sweet chords that we love mm-hmm. as barbershop mm-hmm. listeners. The ones that make you haunt and chills. The ones that make you sweat. The ones that make you feel a little bit sick, but also like, oh, I love that sickness. That's what the baritone's all this about. This is your experience with barbershop quartets? I went to camps. Barbershop camps. Wow. When I was when I was in like high school, did you wear a straw boater hat? I did wear a straw boater hat. Suspenders, suspenders. What kind? Of, like a seer? I feel like I'm imagining a seersucker shirt, but I guess it doesn't have to be. Uh, no, it's a seersucker jacket, usually okay. over just a regular shirt. Gotcha. Yeah, plaid pants, not plaid pants. <laughs> Maybe plaid khaki, usually. Okay. Just you know, general thing you'd wear in the 50s or 40s on a boat, or in, in your household as they were described, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. no, those. Yeah. Anyway. We don't want to talk about my household anymore. I sincerely doubt it'll ever come up again. Never again. Yes, you're saying that Kitty Softpaws so, is the baritone. So I'm saying she she comes in similar to perhaps um, the wife character in Breaking Bad. What's his name's wife? Walter White's wife. What's her name in this show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll edit that in later. His His wife... Uh, she is, she was notoriously, I thought, bad at being a real character because they were like, we need her mad in this episode telling him what a bad husband he is. But then it's like, oh, but we also need her to be like really wanting this business, this drug business to thrive every other episode. She just like keeps going back and forth. Anyway, I think the cat character, she's like in one minute, out the next. She wants us to feel this way. She wants us to feel that she's like no actual person. She just was making the, she was just fitting the notes that the story needed us to feel. And then she would just vanish for like 10 minutes at a time. They also did a really weird thing where they dress her like Batman in the beginning. Yep, they did And then that. They, they do a big reveal where she's a girl cat. A but girl? Here, here's the thing. One, all cats look the same. And I love cats. I have cats. They all look the same. You have one cat. I've lived and had multiple cats. Have you cats. seen more than one cat? I or certainly have. You, have. I don't want Okay, I just wanted to make sure you weren't saying all cats look the same just having only seen one cat. No, I've seen multiple cats. Are you sure you just haven't seen Harry multiple times and think that you've seen multiple cats? I have seen both Harry multiple times and seen multitudes of cats. Okay, because we have this thing in our house right now where there's this fly. Okay. And my my roommate's like, oh, this fly's been here for weeks. And I'm like, well, maybe we have more than one fly in the house and we only see one at a time. Wow. So I'm just want to make, I just wanted to make. That should be a Chris Nolan movie. 
And then the camera pulls out, and the house is a fucking fly. <laughs> the whole fucking house is a goddamn wait, fly. Wait, do you think Christopher Nolan's a fly? Wow. What if he's hey, they, the fly? They announced his next movie. Is it The Fly? It's The Fly. He's remaking yeah, The Fly. Remaking the fly. Jeff Goldblum's still in it. Wow. It's like, I'm a fly again. Wow. That's a good... Someone told me I look like Jeff Goldblum, nope. and I sound like Jeff Goldblum. Nope. Wrong. I, Over to Fuck. I really... I didn't agree with him, but I really liked it. I mean, Jeff Goldblum was an improbable Hollywood hunk at one point. Right. Neither of us... You are too thin. I am too he's thick. He's tiny. He's not tiny. He's a large man. He's tiny. No, he's not. Do you think... I just hope... Can you answer me honestly? I think I'm going to age with the grace of a Jess... Jess a Jess Goldman. A Jess Goldman. A Jess Goldman. <laughs> I went to summer camp with her. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum height. Let's get to the no, bottom of this. No, he's tall and thin. He's like... He's 6'4". He's so much taller than either of us. That's what I'm us. saying. He's tall, but he's tiny. But in Jurassic Park, a movie you slander for reasons that are still beyond me, he looked thick. He did look thick back then. It's like dripping and That's sweat. what I'm hoping. I hope to age like a Jeff Goldblum where <laughs> I just get smaller and smaller until one day... I become a paste. <laughs> I want to age like a Russell Crowe where I just like <laughs> get more grizzled yeah. and vast. He's amazing. He's wild. He's am- I, like- I want to age like a Larry the Fish where my face just becomes pockmarked for no reason. What happened to the man's face? I don't know. I so assume big. Bu- buckshot or something straight to the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Yeah, shot in the face. Shot in the face. Larry the Fish. Man. When, when do you think Larry the Fish is going to get... Do you think he's going to get involved in this new Shrek movie that's coming out? Oh, it'd be so tasty. You say it's coming out like it's confirmed. Okay, let's get back to it. The reveal of Kitty Softpaws being a girl is insane because, like, one, why would it be crazy? We're in a fairy tale fantasy world. Why would it be crazy that a girl is badass Also, this is 2011. Right, this is not that long ago. This is ago. not, like, 1980 where it's, like, they have to make points about... Women can be badass. Well, I guess we still need that in 2011. We still need it in 2019. Well, we were gifted with a magical movie just a couple of years ago called Wonder Woman's, where we found out that Wonder Woman's can be a superhero too. And it was yeah. amazing. They can fight. In she was so Nazis. funny and exciting. Tell, do one of the, the classic lines from Wonder Woman. Oh, I. Oh. Wait, no, that was something else. I can't do I can't. one of her lines, one of the famous lines. Everyone talked about how much they loved Gal Gadot's performance. Oh right, Gal her Gadot. line. I like this line. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Chris, you got a big old dick. You got look at that fat old cock and Chris Pine over there. Yeah, yeah, that was a great line. And he was like, "No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pretending to be God, naked." Chris Pine hot though. He was good. Chris Pine can get it. He's I good like that man. they switched the gender roles in that movie. Oh, it was so clever. It was a great movie. So good. But yes, yeah, so, okay, it's 2011. The, to this movie's credit, they have largely discarded trans jokes, which is so nice. Like, yeah. the, the one really great thing about this is that th- for the first time in three movies now, they didn't make a trans joke that was like... They made a prison rape joke. Though. Oh, my God. I actually forgot about that. The, the, oh, uh, Humpty Dumpty's I'm joking about going you. to fairytale prison. He's like, do you know what they do to guys like me? It ain't over easy. And you're like, yeah, it, God, it that's sounds horrible. like it would be hard to be sexually assaulted in prison. Yeah, really awful. It's but a on, kids' movie. I don't, that joke is crazy. Yeah, it's really bad. And that's the thing is, like, they really. It's an uncomfortable experience. There's a pause. They pause to let that joke settle. Right. It's wild. There was another joke where they. I forget it, or maybe I just blocked it out. But they like really made sure we knew that they were telling us a joke that they shouldn't have told us. I forget what it is now. I think you're thinking about all the, ne- the needless exposition moments where they're like, 
they get up to, into the clouds and the, the magic beans grow. They do like a whole like pod racing sequence in like a Mario Kart land where they're yeah. fighting. Okay, Jack and Jill not very underwritten, underserved. Roles. They vanish too. It's very weird. At the stupid. end, they show up in the credits all in body casts. Did I miss something? Did they fall over? What happened to them? God knows. Who gives a shit? But like, uh, yeah. Also, you have Billy Bob Thornton and Amy Sedaris, and they have so little to do in this. Really? Yeah. It's really insane. And like they tried to make them, like, yeah, really, if you're going to lean into them becoming parents, give us that. It'd be funny. They both look really ugly and weird and craggy. Give us a funny, ugly, craggy baby, not like more raising boars as kids jokes. It's not funny. No. Anyways, okay, so they get the beans, they go up into the sky, and they're all talking like helium voices. They're all talking like this. And then they get to the giant's oh, castle, and they, they, they're they inside, and they go, wait, our voices are normal again. And wait, like, no, you missed the part where they're like, why are our voices like this? And then one of them goes, because the atmosphere is thin. And then they go inside the castle, and they're like, "Oh, the air pressure is different. We're talking normally again." Oh yeah, this is, wait, yeah. why? No, they go, "Why? Whoa, why are we talking? You're talking normal again." It's like, oh, the air pressure. So, is different? what do you yeah. think happened? Why I don't know. is that in the movie? There's so much that could have been in the movie. That was what at least 45 seconds. I, to gu- a minute. I guarantee you, the initial draft made no had none of that in it, and then the studio was like, "You need to explain to kids why that happened." Why were they talking like that to begin yeah. with, though? Because they were in the high air pressure. Well, one, that's not how it works. I, I just wonder what. What brain decided that they should make them talk like that? It's silly. It's a kid's – that part, I, I'm not angry about that. It's a kid's movie. What I'm angry about is they're like, we're talking like this for a reason. And they're like, and now we're talking normal for another reason. And it's like, what the fuck? This is like in a movie where we're watching an egg and two cats climb a magic beanstalk. <laughs> why do we have to have like a, a brief physics lesson about like how air pressure – it's like it, no one needs that. No, I, I mean I actually did find it helpful. Oh, yeah. Because I'd forgotten that, that your, Charles your voice sounds Charles did not understand any, what air pressure was. And, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a flat earther. I, I don't believe in air. I don't believe in space. I just believe in a large flat plane. Well, infinite. okay, here's the thing. There is, and I don't want to go off on a tangent here. Please there don't. is no unaltered image of the globe Earth that NASA and the Jews run this. Co- so, okay, we'll cut that part. Okay. NASA and the globalists and Globalist, bankers thank, thank you. and elite yeah. wink, wink, parentheses, parentheses, parentheses. You need another parentheses? Or, or are you par- you're just putting a single parentheses inside parentheses? No, it's when the alt-right wants to out a Jewish person on Twitter, they put parentheses around that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's clever. Maybe, maybe it's gauche. Maybe at this point I'm talking about an old alt-right trend. Ah, uh, yeah, know? the good old days. The good old days. We live in a magical time. Yes. Um, anyways, no, so yeah, NASA's a lie. There's no images of Earth. It's a flat it's disc. It's true. Look it up. It's not complicated. Yeah. It's a disc ringed by an ice wall. There you go. Um, it's a dome above us, and the moon and sun well, are on tracks. We're not sure about the dome. I think that's what's the oh, greatest wait, you're not about a domer, my... I'm a domer. Okay. See, but I think that's what's great about our kind is that when we don't know something, we don't pretend to know. Exactly. We don't make up some science I haven't been bullshit. To space. Who had no one's been okay. to space? We have a space station and there's no twenty four hour video feed Come. from that space station showing the Earth globe rotate. Farts. That means it must be a, a flat earth. That's a fart. It's a fart. Yeah. It's a fart. It really is a fart. This movie doesn't really answer a lot of questions about the flat earth. But it uh, does answer questions about why your voice sounds funny when you climb a beanstalk. When you climb a beanstalk. Also, okay, this is another unbelievably weird choice in the movie. They get up to the the castle in the sky and they're like, where's the giant? And they're like, oh, he died a while ago. Remember the story? He died. And it's like, why? This is the crazy part of the movie. There's all this dumb bullshit in San Ricardo. Which is a very boring place. Very it's boring like nice place. looking, I guess, but who gives a shit? No, it's boring. They go up to a castle in the sky. Stick with your guns, man. It's boring. It's boring. Thank Shut you. Thank you. Fucking, it's a boring town. 
And if you're listening from San Ricardo, I don't give a fuck. You suck move. You suck move. move. Yeah, go somewhere else. Okay, they go up to the castle in the sky, and they're like, you know what? Let's cut out the giant. Yeah. Let's cut the giant. We, we don't have enough time to deal with the giant properly. That hasn't stopped us from dealing with other characters improperly, but we really don't have time to have one more character to deal with improperly. Well, they, but they go to this fantastical wild place, and they're like, let's make this the least interesting, or the, like, let's do so little with it. I love that point. Like, we're stuck in this dumb dirt town for 90% of the movie. We finally get to the magic, and it's like they pop a cork and run around in a in a, like a big garden. It's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, just the scene the with the it's, ant, it's, but you don't even get the ant. No ant. I love that ant. I when he it. dies, I think that might have been the first moment where I felt sad in a movie. For me, it was uh, when I my, when I first saw Shoah uh, in in grade school in Ed Hebrew school. Is that the dog one? No, it's the it's the eight hour long Holocaust documentary. I'm sorry that I thought it was about a dog. Yeah. That just sounds know, like a dog name, well, Shoah. Off mic, you do refer to Jews as dogs pretty frequently, so it's not that surprising. I'm, I'm just Shoah. You thought a dog named Shoah? Let me give you a tip. If you're listening, <laughs> don't name your dog Shoah. Can you, well, I don't know what this is refer- referring to. What's Shoah? It means the Holocaust. Oh, in Hebrew? Yes. Okay, so it's not a dog. Not a dog. Well, it might be a dog. There could be a dog named Shoah. That sounds like a short story. Yeah. A dog named Shoah. God, that would be dark. Yeah. This movie does not get as dark as the film Shoah. Just no. to be very clear. Well, I've learned a lot today. <laughs> Air pressure. Air pressure. The Holocaust <laughs> happened. Yeah. The earth is flat. Yeah, it's wow. been a big day. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, this movie makes a lot of choices that are so inexplicable. It doubles down on weird shit. Okay, then we were talking about this while watching it. Fresh off of Shrek Forever After, which has a large mean goose in it. They bring back another big goose <laughs> so in it, true. but it's just a goose, and it doesn't do very much. So the big mother it goose comes nothing. to recover the baby goose from San Ricardo and threatens to destroy the town, but does, other than break a bridge, basically, doesn't really do no. that much. It's really bad. The The goose in... That was like one of the best mo- parts of the fourth one. Yeah, the fucking fucked up goose. Tr- goose it just cuts insane. like Dutch angles of the goose, <laughs> yeah. like going... That was good. Like, why would they say, let's bring back another goose, but let's make it really boring, a milquetoast goose. Okay, so again, this was directed by Chris Miller, who did Shrek the Third, our favorite of the series. And everything that was, like, out of the box and gave that the whole franchise a fresher breath a fresher breath air. A fresher breath air. A fresh of breath air? A fresher breath air. Or a fresher breath air. A fresher breath air. Thank you. I got it all wrong. Yeah. Um, This is like a very conservative movie, but even when it's given the opportunity to launch off into bigger, weirder things, it pulls back. Yeah. And we're left with like, oh, they're like in a raging river. They're in a forest. They're in the desert. It's just like, it's so flat. Right. I I sort of wish that um, I, after watching it, I wanted to contact Alex Garland to come on the show to really hear him disparage the auteur theory because that's basically all he does with his life is he writes movies that most like smart people like Mm -hmm. and then he has interviews where he says the auteur theory is garbage i don't know if you've read any of these interviews but basically that's all he does he tours the land talking about auteur theory he sounds like a cool guy anyway i'd love to have him on the show because i feel like this would be a beautiful moment for him to talk about auteur theory and really get us to see that chris miller what even is his role in a large DreamWorks produced and like, how do you direct an animated film? What is, are you even important or are you just some figurehead? Cause I feel like the, we think he's the genius behind Shrek the third when in reality, whole new writers crew, probably new crew of animators, well, new cast. We did notice one name 
in the credits roll that is the kiss of death to cinema. Yeah, Truly oh a name that uh, after uh, – yeah, probably the worst movie I've ever seen, The Shape of Water. I, what, top, bottom five for me? It's really bad. Truly I, I mean, there's unbearable. A, there's a whole like hole of bad movies. Movie. It's, I think it gets up to the top of the bad movie pile because of how much it was revered. But it's shit, and he's I have he's a he's a baby, he's a giant baby man, he's a giant Mexican baby man, and it's a bad <laughs> he's bad at making films, right? But so this movie was executive produced by Guillermo del Toro, and which, it seems like a shitty like. It just seemed like like oh we need to have some, I don't even know what like we need to have a big name for the. Latin Latino community or whatever. I don't know why they got him. Oh involved. my god, he played the commandant and the mustache man. Who is the commandant? He was the, the the chief cop in San Ricardo. Oh, and that was his mother. Yeah. Oh, that was Del Toro. Del Toro plays the main cop. Look at his dumb fucking face. Ugh. Good glasses though. <laughs> I can't see one of his eyes. Oh, that's because your phone's broken. My phone's broken. Okay. Yeah. How can you tell they're good glasses? Um, the your frames are nice. Is, your fr- they're, they're your phone is shell. broken over the glasses. Not there. It's, it's oh, his you chin. moved it up. I can, move, I can move. You can it. move it up. The, 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 That's the, cool. Then 2019, you can move him up. It is nice. Cool. God, yeah. What was his phone involvement facts. in the series? We really got to look into that more. Anyway, he was a ba- like you could tell once you see his name on there that he seemed like he was just like a poll to make sure that DreamWorks got serious with making a movie about Mexico. But here's the thing, like, it's such a strange dynamic where, like, all of, believe it or not, in, in, in the Shrek canon, their depiction of, like, the, the rich ethnic traditions of Puss in Boots are not, like, it's just, like, a weird, like, none of this has any, like, the color free scheme, the same colors as Coco, I noticed. I yeah. noticed that. A lot of the colors they're using, like, a lot of rich, vibrant pinks and blues and oranges and reds that we would see Pixar use beautifully in Coco, which is a sure. gorgeous movie. Yeah. And that's all about in Mexican culture right. and it's a, it's a that's a very good this movie. This movie fucking starts off with I found a very culturally insensitive joke which I thought was sort of funny but then I thought about it I was like this is the the what the festival of fire and the chicken and then like say made a total mockery of any sort of you know festival that a small town would have. But anyway, continue what was the color scheme that you noticed? Well, it's such a break from the other movies. I think yeah. what you're talking about is that they're trying to make some kind of weird homage to like Mexican culture, but and they yet, just fucked it up. Yeah, it was really insensitive. Everything they did was really insensitive. They, they bring in the Zorro joke so early on. He slashes just, a pee into the screen, and, and it's like we did, get it. It's Banderas, and then they just ditch it. Yeah, like it's unimportant. It's so hard to tell whether this was a western or a swat. Like he's a swashbuckler, but then this becomes a western. I really, it felt like they really were trying to hit hard to make us aware that this was going to be a good movie about Mexico when it was just like some piece there wasn't even piece, it was just like garbage they did not know what to do well, the rules make no sense it's a fairy tale story but now we're bringing in all these allusions to westerns and like you know Mexico it's very strange here's a side note I have uh, what I can only describe as massive breaking news for this podcast wow what's that we're done this is crazy I just googled Guillermo del Toro and Shrek yeah this article published by id.vice.com an oh. article by Andre Naquion Wheeler Andre Naquion if I mispronounced your name forgive me wait, wait, Guillermo del Toro yeah. might be directing the next Shrek what year was this published this is in April of 2018 April wow. 20th smoke smoke weed fucking ganja <laughs> oh, smoke the weed and watch the Shrek smoke the weed okay so 
Um, uh, today, Guillermo del Toro has taken his love of animated work, I'm paraphrasing here, to an even higher level by forging a multi-year deal with DreamWorks Animation. Del Toro will be setting up his office at the studio's Glendale, California office and begin work on multiple CGI films, which even has some, which has even led some fans to believe that Del Toro could direct the fifth installment of Shrek. Wow, 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 wow. Animation Breaking is news. an art form that is, in, this is from April 2018. We're finally getting to it. Animation is an art form that has influenced my work greatly since childhood, said Del Toro in a statement. To me, it's the perfect medium to bring to life any and all ideas, no matter how outlandish and wild. And what I ask you, Charles, and the listener at home, what is more outlandish and wild than the, the, the hijinks that could go down in Shrek the Fifth? Shrek 5. I don't know. Who knows? We'll Shrek, have to, Shrek have to name it first. Shrek 5. Oh my God, I'm so I'm I'm scared. I'm a little worried. Look at the Shrek. The, the, where I'm, I'm on the Shrek fandom uh, Wikipedia site. He only really is mentioned right now as a, a producer of uh, Puss in Boots. Yeah, good. Well, he's uh, obviously he's his involvement there was either nothing or negative. This is the worst movie. Didn't feel like a didn't feel like a Shrek movie. Shrek was nowhere to be found the other than the fairy tale illusions and the general and tone maybe and genital mutilation every once yeah, in a while nuts get smashed there's a lot of ball jokes in this movie there's a, a guy in san ricardo who shows the story of jack and jill in a series of which tattoos is funny. in his body which is maybe funny. the best joke in the movie yeah the bull joke was funny too it's the commandant's mother the commandant's mother and the like goes like and the subtitle joke. goes it's the commandant's mother too obvious they should have done a lot more Three Amigos stuff in this. I <laughs> yeah, really, that's what this was missing. Quick side note, then we'll get back to it. The, tr- the top, top three articles in Wikishrek. Shrek, parentheses, character. Okay. Donkey. <laughs> and then Puss in Boots is the third. Top three. Top, top three what? Top three uh, sh- Shrek articles on the Shrek Wikipedia. The <laughs> Wikishrek. So I guess Puss is popular then. Puss if is he's bad. the third biggest draw on the Shrekopedia. That Puss is popping. I never want to see Puss ever again. This was exhausting. The notion, again, our very naive thought that we would watch like, oh, like a fun short on Netflix giving way to a six-season animated series. I'm like, I I can't imagine. That looks like shit. Like one of the only saving graces of this movie was that it looked good. Like it there did were, look there beautiful. Was, the yeah. animation just keeps getting better and Though better. At the beginning, I said it looked like a Diablo 2 cutscene, which right. I realized is not great. The, the people but, still don't look great. But okay, The best joke that we were talking about, the, the tattoos on the guys, and yeah. he goes like, and up in the... So he's like, look right. at my chest. Here's the, the, this. He's, look at my back. Here's this. And they're like, do you want to see the golden eggs? And Puss is like, no, 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 no. No, like, I'm scared to, of balls. I have to pop his balls out. <laughs> also, Puss has seen some shit. I'm making a hand like his balls. Yeah. Also, I'd say yes if someone was like showing me his tattoos. And if like, someone said I have a tattoo of an egg on my scrotum, I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I would like to see that. I genuinely that's the would. Jo- is the joke that does he even have tattoos, or is that just all an elaborate ruse to show his balls to no, somebody? No, it's, it's tattoos because later in the movie we see him in San Ricardo. Remember, he sees the goose. He has the goose tattoo. Yeah, but we never see his. Oh, does he look down at his ball tattoos? But the, he doesn't make any more allusion to the egg tattoo at that point. We well, just how is see... that proof that he had ball tattoos? We have to trust. The mustachioed man in the bar, voiced by Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Woof. No, my, my, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it, it, felt, it felt very strange. It didn't. Okay, okay. It, well, that was ball joke one. Right. Ball two, joke two. Zach Alphanakis wearing a very, like, 2005 American Apparel gold lame hoodie over his <laughs> egg shape to hide as a golden egg. He's like, you, like, sort of see his balls in one shot, like, in the skin tight. I made you rewind that, too, because I Another noticed thing, those balls. Yeah. This is why watching movies with Charles brings things to a whole other level. Right. I point out the balls. 
And then he's the, like, it's all itchy down there. And it's like, yeah, oh, it's like, it's like, my balls. And all this. And then and I, you missed the part where Shrek or uh, Puss gets hit in the balls. No, I saw that. Puss gets hit in the balls. Twice. Twice. He gets cut in the balls and then hit in the balls. Um, the egg gets hit in the balls. There's like so much nut getting crushed in the series. It's crazy. <laughs> I guess that's our point. Our point is that you can hit a character as many times in the balls as you want. That's not bringing us back to the Shrekiverse. It's really not. I mean, you can make a character vomit and piss and shit. And there's very little of all of that. But even if I'm saying, even if there, even if that was constant, that's not going to bring us back to the Shrekiverse. That's that's what the Shrekiverse has. It's not what it is. Yeah. And that's why it's so dispiriting because again, like Rumpelstiltskin, like annoying, shitty nerd, and then like right. Humpty, Humpty Dumpty, another like weird, vengeful nerd. Yeah, and then like also we haven't talked about this at all. Looking at Humpty Dumpty, his character design is <laughs> agony. He looks terrible. <laughs> it's like, how do you make an egg look worse? It's so bad. He just I did. You ever watch the thumb movies? Oh, like this reminded me very much ago? of the Bob, Bob, not Odenkirk, oh, the some other guy, another Odin sort of name. He made the, the oh, thumb. It was Odin, the god of war, <laughs> yeah, the no, Norse god of war. Thunder, right? I think Odin, he played a lot of The roles. god of hammers. The god of having one eye. Yeah. He had a raven, Anyway, he reminded me of the thumb movies, which are also very unappealing to watch. In Norse mythology, Odin is the god oh, of god. wisdom, poetry, war, death, divination, and magic. And hammers. Well, he had a hammer. Okay. Well, that's Thor the hammer. What are we talking about? Shut Jesus up. Christ. Don't correct me on the show. What if hunky Chris Hemsworth beats us up? <laughs> Oi, crikey. More character on a bloody hammer, he did. I miss Shrek. I miss Donkey. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear the day where you said you missed Shrek. But this well, is I a- think that's the thing is that he's sort of, we talked about the Fast Furious when we watched the first Shreks. Even though Vin Diesel's becoming boring and Paul Walker's dead, you you still need them. You need you, you can you have need all Dom. the crazy bullshit, but we yeah. need a Dom. We need a Shrek to keep us focused and grounded. Like this is their movie. The more we talk about it, Dom Toretto and uh, Shrek have a lot in common. They, they look identical. <laughs> if you painted Vin Diesel green, you would have Shrek. Why couldn't you paint Shrek? God, uh, I don't know. I just walked into human colored. Yes. Human colored. Um, yeah, <laughs> but we'll right, specify let's exactly this. Yeah. Painting Vin Green. Well, we'll paint Vin Green, and because they're basically all about familia. Familia. They think that they were right. like riding solo, but really it was all about familia. And it's not about birth, like blood family. No, it's a found family story. It's a found it's family. A classic, both found an families. archetype of, of fiction. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. So I the, love the, that. That being said, we showed our hands earlier in the episode, but like this absolutely was our when will it end moment. Yeah. If there was another spinoff after this, I would be in grave doubt. Unless it was Gingerbread Man, in which case I would already have bought the DVD. He's the best character in the whole scene. Yeah. Like, I wish Gingerbread Man had suddenly just appeared in the clouds so we could hear him with an even higher voice than he usually has. It was so crazy to me that, other than Puss, there are no other characters from the Shrek Why would you do that? Why not have someone pop up and like, do like a funny cameo? And that's, it's just, it's so removed from what we've come to love. Why would you do that? What's the point? It's a generic sort of like adventure movie with grafted over fairy tale references. Easily the worst of those you've watched so far. And I know that we're, this is the first series we're doing, but I think we're going to come into this a lot. We're going to get to these moments where the series is just sort of trudging along under its own weight. And we're getting to these points where like, why did they make this a Shrek movie? Why didn't they just make this a cat movie? They could have just made this a cat movie. They didn't have to have it be in the Shrek universe because it wasn't. It was cheap, and it made me angry. 
Well, I mean, also like looking back on the series, if the ambition of the movies kept rising, even if four kind of is deflated and doesn't really, it does, it's not transcendent. The idea is actually pretty crazy. And I like the idea in this, there are very few ideas. It's just very run of the mill. And yeah, I, 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 you know, our next film we, we have to watch for the fans, for the podcast, is Shrek the Musical. So we're kind of having a homecoming after right. this. we're excited We've for gone that. so far afield. We've gone so far out into left field with this movie. Where we're just sort of like aimless and in the middle of nowhere. We're about to go right back into the heart of things. I think and it's also nice that we read that little tidbit from Del Toro because he's all about animation. It'll be mm-hmm. nice to see really, is animation all that important? Or can you still get these stories of friendship, love? compassion family with a man dressed as an ogre <laughs> well I, I think you know it's cool that you know the shrek asked can a donkey fuck a dragon sure. can an ogre fuck a Another, human slash ogre hybrid right. yeah and del toro in his own free times asked questions like can a fish man and a mute lady fuck so clearly he is aligned to the core values of the Shrek world. Which is what can fuck what? What interspecies relationships can emerge? Yeah. You know, and I think maybe we'll see a lot more of that. Yeah. I just want to, before we close out, we do need to talk about the end of Humpty. Yes. How like, because basically the theme of this movie, if we were to sort of try to understand it, is about this friendship that doesn't die, even though it should have. Like the whole movie is about these two people that, were orphans they came together they became friends and then they fell apart but the whole movie's like no you're still friends even though the plot of the movie is about how they're very bad for each other they're dangerous they don't respect each other and they're they're just selfish conniving evil people well eggs and cats As they're they not are, good yeah. for each other but the movie ends with him being like he explodes on the mountain and becomes a he turns into a golden egg it's insane. And he's like, oh, I always knew he was good under that shell or whatever the fuck he said. Here is... But he wasn't good. Here's something I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Humpty Dumpty never falls apart and put, put back together Right, again never falls off a wall. Is never put back together again. Never is put, never put back together it's again. It's crazy. Right. It's, it's like, why do they make... Like, he falls off a lot of shit. And never is put back together. Never even cracks. And even the, no, like... Cracks I guess they can the put Humpty Dumpty back together again, or whatever. Yeah, they could have had a funny little moment where it was Nothing. like... Nothing. Well, that was... Yeah, it could have been funny Crazy. riff on the fairy's tale. The fairy's tale, yes. It sucked. This movie was disappointing. This is disappointing. Easily the worst of the series. I'm going to update my rankings to three, two, one, four, Puss in Boots. Sure. I'll do it, too. All right. There we go. Sign we just, up. I mean, we don't really have to. I think once once we're out of the main canon, the spinoffs stay stay on the spinoff lanes. We but, have, I mean, like, I mean, this is a whole other story, and I think we've pledged to never do this. But I think Rogue One, for example... Shot mm-hmm. at the top of my Star Wars rankings. Well, but that's different because it actually takes place in the Star Wars universe. Fair enough, fair enough. And same as Solo. Like, all their spinoffs are actually, you can tell, like, it's so related. To, I know, and fuck, I'm so sorry. We're not supposed to be talking about Star Wars. We said we're never going to talk about Star Wars. But I really do feel like Rogue One, Solo, all these spinoffs, you feel that even Solo is shit. Like, you still felt like it was a, maybe a part of the universe. It and wasn't def- shit. It definitely Rogue One. Great. Rogue One was, like... You felt Darth Vader. Darth Vader felt scarier than he's ever felt. Very true. So yeah. this could have learned a thing from a movie that hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Uh, Puss in Boots should have learned from 2016's Rogue One or whatever year that came out. It was definitely late 2016. I remember vividly. Yeah. Because I saw it with you 
at a very fun time in my life. Yeah. So, okay, looking into Shrek the Musical, our next film. Uh, Shrek the Musical came out in 2013. Right. We're just cruising along. We're cruising along. We've really made our way now. We're 12 years deep into the Shrekiverse. What do you look for in the musical? What do you want it to really celebrate? Right. So I, I hope that, first of all, we finally understand why the town's called Duloc. I hope they, like, maybe make that joke stick this time instead of having this name that I've spent months now trying to figure out why it was called that charles's room he's scrawled Duloc over, over every and over. I got yarn, the red yarn yeah. and pins right thumbtacks out Duloc. um but i also i'm really excited to see what the mute like there's not so the music's a huge part like is there going to be a live action uh <laughs> scoring of the smash mouth song um like where is the music going to take over it's going to be very exciting your mom was your favorite part of your mom's uh remembrance of the film so i'm excited for that and i'm really excited to see if they can like still give us i mean eddie murphy and mike myers that's a that's a combo made in heaven by our lord god they're big big ogre and donkey hooves to fill right yeah and stage play will will eels guy appear to do a sad indie rock song sure i hope so what's his name doesn't mark matter mark everett yeah e mark e everett yeah no it's just saying e it goes by e, e sometimes i'm just e. but yeah so i think it'll be fun like i'm also like i think it's probably gonna be well which is worse 2001 uh animation or 2013 Stage play. Stage play. Well, also, cosmetics. So we are also venturing out into a terrifying world where this is a, this, the musical, I believe, shatters the tight 90. This is a, yeah, a two oh hour long God. production. Plus 203, I think. Two That's hours, three wild. minutes. So we'll see if it holds up. Like, how do you make a already like movie that didn't need quite 90 minutes? I think it felt a little padded. Like, I mean, there, we talked about that in the first episode, like their return home seems like they could have just done all that in like 10 minutes instead of 20 yeah why is it now two hours is that just because they had an intermission to get so people out to drink the beer and buy some popcorn i mean i would crush some beers if i was gonna see track the musical i mean we're gonna go watch it right now and drink a beer i think um yeah so uh with all that being said this is uh when will it end we've asked it for the first time of the entire show so far puss in boots congratulations you'll get out an infamy you brought us to that point when will it end so I'm going into Shrek the Musical with some trepidation, but a lot of excitement. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, tune in next episode of When Will It End? Congratulations. You made it through another episode of a Josh and Charles Productions podcast produced by Josh Landis, edited by Charles Hobby. Special thanks to Waste Management for the use of their song as ours. If you like the episode, you can find us on iTunes. Please give us a nice little review and rating there. You can also follow and like us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at WWIE Podcast. If you want to give us ideas or just say, hey, we're available to talk to you through email wwiepodcast at gmail.com thanks so much for listening and we'll be shouting at you in a week